MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, the podcast from Hell of Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Like our recent episode with sisters Regina and Raina King about the why behind their production company, Royal Ties. We have such a huge love for storytelling without walls, without barriers. Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Deckheads, a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome to Deckheads with your hosts, Nick and Anna. Broadcasting from the bottom of the boat, below, below deck. Ooh, I'm horny. All yacht talk all the time. I'm having a party. We're shoveling coal to keep this show afloat. I love cocaine. We're off the map in international waters. I need some drama, me. Hide that cocaine. Never. In my nose. Just so you know, I'm in an open relationship. Below deck. Woo! Below me. What? Deckhead. Nick. Hi, Anna. Hi, Nick. How are you? Living my it's so best good to life. see you. Yeah, how uh, was your weekend, dude? Uh, you know, I, I did nothing. And yourself? Nothing. Nothing? Well, I mean, I can't go outside. Well, here's what I did. I woke up. I walked my dog. I talked a little to my dog. Came home. Did the dishes. Talked some more to my dog. Cleaned the cat's litter box. Washed the dishes. Wait, did I do dishes twice? I vacuumed. Oh, my then, God. You know. Imagine if this is what the podcast was. <laughs> well, yeah, so it is now. Woo! Your podcast is just 2007 Twitter. Yeah. Okay. I am up. I am down. Um, I went to Costco. Uh, oh. Um, uh, we spent the second most amount of money that we've ever spent. How much? Big money, big money? Uh Guess. Oh God, I hate guessing. This is like built facts all over again. Eight grand. And you think that's fun? That's a fun way to answer that question. <laughs> this is how we have fun. This is how the the okay, listeners are okay. like. Wow, look at them just playing off each other. <laughs> one of them's just a bitch <laughs> to the other one. That's you. You're the bitch. I'm having a good time. I didn't name, I did not name names. Oh. Never would, never will, because I'm a feminist sex worker lover. Now, Classic Nick. Now, um, come on, give it give me a realistic guess. Here. Okay, I'm gonna say five hundo. Six sixty-five. Woo! Big money, big money. Yeah. Yeah. And then we come back into our home and don't leave for three weeks. That's a good plan. That is a, yeah. that's how you got to do it. I went to, how do you say, Gelson's on Friday. Oh, uh, Gelson's yes. is how you say it. Yeah. And I bought so much, they had to give me two carts and they were like, wow, uh, buy, stocking up. And I literally said, I'm doing this so I don't have to come back and put you in danger for at least two months. And they were like, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, don't try and shame me that I'm stocking up. I'm actually 
one, just trying not to have to come back here. Like, I don't want to come back. Yeah. There was people in line with like two wow. or three things. And I was like, why are you here for two or three things? I'm not going to shame you. I'm going to be impressed with you because to have that many things at Gelson's, I don't think I've ever had a second bag at Gelson's. Gelson's is so, if for you, if you guys don't know what Gelson's is, it's pretty much equivalent to Whole Foods in cost. It's expensive. And Anna has two carts full. That's why she was guessing $8,000. That wasn't a I joke. She literally thought it was $8,000. She's like, well, how much did I spend this week? $8,000. No, I spent only four hundred, dollars probably like four fifty dollars at the most at Gelson. Four hundred, Jesus. Did you get fired? No. That- are you, you you hanging out in a bread line? Only four hundred. Yeah, well, it's a lot of money to spend, and I believe it's only two carts because they bagged everything weird. They would only be like one or two things in a bag, and to a point where I was like, "You can combine a lot of this. This doesn't have to be two mm. carts." I was kind of being, a, I was a little uh, yeah. snippy. I bag my own stuff, so I don't really ever have that problem. Mm, well, I'm at a Gelson, so maybe you've heard I'm rich. Just joking. Yeah, well, they'll bag it anywhere. I just. Um, I consider it a dick move to make them do it. I don't really, like, they just started doing it. They were like, paper or plastic? And I was like, paper? What is this? No, right, yeah. I mean, in that situation, I would have done something different. Oh, but I'm not faulting you, you for making that minimum wage worker um, touch your uh, SARS-covered food. First of all, the food was in the grocery store, so they are giving me SARS, technically. Well, that guy isn't a grocery store, you know? The guy bagging your food is just a person. He has a name, he has a family, and um, I don't think I want bad things to happen to him just because he works at Costco, you know? Oh, well, Costco, you have but to bag it I yourself. guess that's you. I bag my... No. I Excuse me, I put in the boxes myself. Anywhere on earth, if you just stand there and do nothing, they will do it for you. Eventually. If you're just like, huh? Um, stuff? Eventually, someone will be like, sir, let me get that for you. Well, I don't do that. That's quite disrespectful. That That's the impression oh. of me you have. No, 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 no. I was just saying that's a technique if you want to use it. Um. So you did have an exciting weekend. No, just that was Friday. There. Talk to me. That was Friday. Actually, mine was on Friday, too. Oh, so you lied. <laughs> he said this weekend. <laughs> well, I mean, weekend starts on Friday. Any any uh, bar poster will tell you that. You piece of shit. Hmm. You fucking piece of shit. Just anyway, should we start this episode? It's bit. five minutes in, and we have not mentioned I any think boats. We should a delete that. No, and b just cancel. <laughs> now, let's get into it. Everyone's been waiting. What's going to happen? The big moment between EJ and uh, Nico. Yes. Where he says, do you want to fight? Which we thought. But then to, on this episode, it starts off with that same word. And apparently now it's, do you want to play? Did they really change it? Well, they put the subtitles in the show that said, do you want to play? And I guess he... I guess he might have said, do you want to play? I didn't catch that. I, I didn't catch them saying fight play? versus play. Like, I thought it was play Yeah, all no, along. it's great. It's more, oh, you thought it was fight. I just thought he said fight last time. Oh, no, I know. I didn't even hear fight. I just heard play. Do you want to play? No, no, no. Like, I'm just telling you, like, that. Do you want to play, though? I you trying to play with me? Sure, we can have some fun on this game. I mean, the show. Oh, that is not the kind of plan I got in mind. Got a plan I got in mind. Figures out who's boasting. Then they rule this pool. Oh. Okay. Um, you want to rule we... this pool? I don't know what any of this means. I'm not a violent person. Oh, my God. I thought you were cool. Oh, you thought I... Okay, well, bad news. Not cool. Okay, no, let's start. So this is Below Deck, Season 5, Episode 7. Seven. Sorry, I just got so French there for a second. Seven. So Yeah, that's not French. <laughs> prove it, Nick. Well, I guess I can't prove I mean, I guess I can prove it. I won't because I don't need to. Everybody knows that. 
Seven. Eins, zwei, drei, quatorze. You know? And that's French in a nutshell. Yeah. Okay. So we continue with Nico and EJ fighting. We're trying to figure out if they say fight or play. Clearly, they've said play. And uh, yeah. So uh, it's they're like going back and forth being like, you're drunk. No, you're drunk, man. They're like, someone just tie up the fucking tender before it floats away and Captain Lee gets pissed. Okay. Just fucking tie it up. Everyone go to bed. So useless. This is a uh, yeah. this in this interaction between Nico and EJ is an embarrassment for everyone. EJ saying buddy boy, this is my deck now, buddy boy. I actually kind of like oh, that. Oh fuck off. Well, also EJ is the boss, A, and B knows he's the boss and that Captain Lee has his back and that he won't be fired. He knows how much better he is than Nico and how much more likely Nico is to get the boot if someone do. All in my opinion. And so when he says this is my deck now, buddy boy, I actually find that quite funny. I find it all to be absolute nonsense. All right. Well, I guess we have two different opinions on that then. Uh yeah. Back to Mike and the Bull. He the mic in the, you know who cares? Oh you know, who yeah, cares? that's who cares? sorry. If we were sports uh, radio show hosts, that's who we would be. Uh, Mike in the bowl because we we would yeah. be uh, Bulls fans. Um, well, no, just because uh, when you do sports analysis, somebody has to use their regular, just very ordinary name, and then the other oh. one has to pretend he's an animal because he's, he's oh, like be Opie caged. and Anthony. Uh, they don't do sports and they don't follow that formula. So I'm going to have to say no. I've never listened to Opie I meant Matt, Mike and the Mad Dog, you know. And uh. Then, uh, you know, also there was Mad Dog on Frasier. Yeah. Uh, got it. Okay. I think I know what you mean. So I would be, it would be Nick and the Anaconda. Uh, yeah, I like that. Nick and the Anaconda, my name. Yes, and my pet, Anaconda. Well, why would I and We would do signings, and they would be like, Nick, Nick. And then you'll be there, but you're in an Anaconda uh, outfit, which means you can't use your arms or legs, and you just kind of have to writhe around at the signings. Yes, in this scenario, we are celebrities. Hmm. Okay, I'll accept it. Okay, so buddy boy, I'm going to start calling you. you. I'm going to start being like, hey, buddy boy, to you, since you love it so much. Okay, well, I'm going to start saying to you, this is my deckheads now. Okay, that's fine. Uh, Okay, buddy buddy boy. boy. Okay, so Nico keeps telling EJ to go to bed, which makes no sense. And then he says, if tomorrow he's not boasting, he's going to quit, which also makes no sense. In what reality? That makes no sense because he's not boasting. And the other guy is boasting. And the same guy hired both of them. And he just hired the other guy. So there's no way the other guy fucked it up enough. No, also, like, there's no stakes in which anyone offered you a promotion if you do well enough for a certain time the next day. Like, I don't know where he came up with that. It's so funny. Maybe I should go to iHeart and be like, hey, either I'm Anna's boss tomorrow or I'm gone. Everyone's like, I'm sorry, who's this guy? Okay, I guess I can't make you someone who actually works here as boss. Because we don't know you. Yeah. All all we know is that you're Nick and she's the Anaconda. (laughs) They're like, hey, Anaconda, what do you want us to do about this situation? (laughs) Anaconda, come over here. And I'm like, I don't know who this guy is. Uh, Slither on over here. Yeah. It genuinely makes, it makes no sense. Also, I think it really shows Nico's ass because clearly then Nico is more drunk than EJ because EJ is just looking at him like, what are you talking about? Also, don't you love any fight that involves a you're drunk? No way, you're drunk. Ah, you're drunk. It's my absolute favorite. You know, if you look, if you look at my Twitter bio, I write, love a no you're drunk argument. Oh, yeah. Did you write that? No, you're drunk, Nick. 
No. That's <laughs> great fun. Oh. What are we doing here? <laughs> Just joking. Okay. I'm sorry, everyone, who's probably like so pissed that we haven't talked about the episode yet. Okay. Who cares? Uh, so the girl. If you really give a shit, if you've been listening to us for 18 seasons mm-hmm. and you're like, why, why are they talking about ourselves? Because you've apparently cared enough to listen to us like 80 times, 100 times more. You love us. Okay, see, now you're yelling. We're your favorite people. Now you're people. yelling at me. Well, it's like, what, do you want us? Do you like us or you, do you not like us? I'm in a fucking closet for these people. And they say get back to the episode? To me? Nick of Nick and the Anaconda? I don't think so. Oh, it's my deckheads now, buddy boy. Okay, we should um clip that out and release it with no context. And uh, then make millions off the viral of like, guy goes crazy in his closet. <laughs> <laughs> I could make I could make one of those a day. Yeah. <laughs> um, this guy keeps losing his mind in his closet. Yeah. Lost money in my closet yesterday. I played poker in Okay, it. well that's a, that's a clear personal problem if I've ever heard one. <laughs> Boy. It was with friends. It was ten dollars. I don't think it I don't think it constitutes a problem. Oh. What do you Well, let me guess. I'm, you're like you're like hey, hey, you're the one who's a, a freaking uh fucking gambling addict. Are you like Jordan where you're like it's uh, it's not a gambling addiction. If if I was addicted to gambling, I would have lost my wife, I would have lost my house. No. I'm addicted to competition. Yeah, guys, look, if um if if I I'm not going to lose my house for for my $10 loss. I wasn't gambling enough to to worry about it. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't own a house. Look, look, I'm. I can't lie to you guys. That ten dollars was my last. <laughs> I was ten dollars late for the rent this month, and now I'm on the street. But it's better because now I play a lot more b-ball. Yeah, living on the street. All right. Well, uh, what's where, where, okay? Where are we so at the, show at the very beginning, yeah, the girls are talking about how a fist fight is about to break out between Nico and EJ, and EJ comes down and tells the girls that Nico has lost his goddamn noggin, uh, and he's never been spoken to like that before. And Nico comes down and tells EJ to act like a leader, which again makes no sense. Like you're just like starting, you're just trying to fight EJ. Like this is all made up in your mind, Nico. And then Kate thinks Nico's ego is bruised because uh, Captain Lee called in backup because Nico wasn't cutting it. And the and she says it. She says, and the backup is Ned Flanders, which I think I, we should acknowledge that you, in an earlier episode, called EJ Ned Flanders. Yeah, well, it's no secret I'm much more clever than anyone on this show. Oh, okay. That was quick, quick response. I uh, wasn't expecting you to be that. Uh, yeah, no, he's uh, Ned Flanders. What do you want? He's a freaking nerd. Okay, so Bria and Nico are talking, and she asks if they can just figure out how to work together. And he's like, no, that's not possible. I'm going home tomorrow. I just want to be back with my family. Which part of you was like, yeah, if you need to go back and be with your family, go back and be with your family. Like, clearly, the stress of this all is eating you alive and making you act out in ways that is actually quite detrimental to your career as a deckhand. So... I got nothing to add there, baby. This is your segment now, Bubbo. Buddy boy. <sighs> Buddy boy. Okay, so Jen and EJ, they're going to bed in their room and they're both upset. And Jen's like upset that Bree called her bitter and EJ's upset because Nico is like coming at him so hard and they're both like, God, this is this is shitty. Ugh. And then EJ's like, or not EJ, Jen's like, don't come at me. If you fuck up, you need to apologize. Like, don't be talking shit to my face in public. And it's a whole thing. So uh, they go to bed. And now it's the next it's day. It's the next day. It's the next day. So Nico wakes up from a text from his girlfriend because he forgot to text her back the night before. Remember when she texted him right before Brie walked out? And she was like, hey, can you talk? And he didn't text her back because he saw Brie's boobies and forgot. Oh, yeah. So... Wait, do we see Bree's boobies? No, but she was dressed really hot. She just meant in her suit. 
I'm still reeling from uh, Jen's boobies, you know? Yeah, we know. You bring it up every episode. Oh, good, good. I just didn't know if I had brought it up this episode <laughs> yeah, no, yet. Do. But Jen has quite a rack. And uh, I'll tell you, one half of Nick and the Anaconda uh, really, really excited his Anaconda. Might change the name to Anaconda and Anaconda if I see Jen's bikini again. Do you get it? Yeah. Okay. I get it. Just wanted to make sure you got no, it. No, I... Because that's important to me. So Captain Lee is trying to open a bag of cereal, which I thought was funny while everyone's like still getting up. And Nico asks Jen if she's okay because the night before she was like upset. And she says she's just a little sad because she... Uh, well, she says she's just a little sad to Nico. But in her ITM, she says she thought her and Bree were good. But Bree's acting like the argument never happened. And that's upsetting her more. And... Bree in her ITM says she doesn't continue arguments from the day before and apparently doesn't apologize either. And that's when I really thought her and Nico deserve each other because they live in their own weird delusional worlds. Like you called. Also, that does sound like what a guy does. Yeah, but she called Jen bitter to her face and is acting like she wasn't rude to her in front of everyone. It's like, it's one thing to be like, hey, Jen, can I talk to you over here? Uh, you're acting, you've been acting very bitter, and I just want to see, like, what the deal is. Versus being like, you're very bitter. It's like, I understand you're on reality TV, but, like, you're going to get called out for that. Yeah. Well, you know what I think is kind of undeniable at this point? Jen sucks. She's uh, She might be, like, a fun friend that you would want to hang out with. Mm-hmm. But it seems like people are doing more work than her. Kate. Feels like she's doing more work than her. Jen uh, or Bree feels like she's doing more work than her, and I have to believe just be just by how you know s- openly stupid Jen is. Yeah, that she's not getting the job done. She's very stupid, and you gotta you even if she's like attempting to work as hard as the other people, she's so slow and so stupid. And it's not her fault that she's stupid. You have to remember that. God gave her two main things. One, boobs. Two, stupid. When I look at her, you know what I think? Huh. Boobs, stupid. Okay. I, just, I don't even know how to take that in. Boobs, stupid? So. Is that a problem? No. Um, Nico's ironing his pants in the crew mess and. EJ is trying to talk to him and is like, are we just going to not talk about tomorrow or yesterday? And Nico says that EJ was drunk and being an asshole. So he's like, well, you're being, you're drunk and being an asshole. And, and EJ's like, well, I actually wasn't drunk. Clearly Nico was the one who was drunk and being, that's the whole thing. It's like, Nico's like, well, you were drunk and being an asshole. And it's like, okay, if you took two seconds to stop and think what you're saying, you were actually the drunk one demanding to be promoted to Boston when that position's not even available. And you were yeah, the one that being guy an asshole. Said, that guy said buddy boy, and you're the one who said the dumber thing. Genuinely That's remarkable. All right, let's take a quick break. Yeah, I, I agree. We'll be right back. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor. Gene, was bought it. Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Jin, and Vlastar on the business. I understand now. He's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Jean. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh! Jean! Run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, I'm home. Everyone knows that it's Dad's job to be a bit of a joker. Sorry I'm late, everyone. There was an accident at the factory. Monty fell into the upholstery machine. Don't worry, though. He's fully recovered. (sighs) Good one, Dad. (sighs) Did you get the pizza for dinner? 
So he likes to keep everyone happy with some dad jokes. Yep, right here. I had a coupon, and it saved me a lot of dough. Well, the truth is, dad is just a fun guy. Hey, I'm not a mushroom. Please stop. Where does he get these stupid jokes from? He listens to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Oh, great. More dad jokes for me. We've delivered over 15,000 jokes to over 3 million listeners, and man, the postage fees are killing us. Listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way, is getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. And we're back. Anna, we're back. Hey, Nick, let me guess. You're in charge. You got uh, promoted yeah, to Boston. Yeah, I just got a call from Captain Lee at iHeart Podcasts. <laughs> and uh, he said, the things that I've been doing on this show are why he listens to half of the show. He has his secretary cut out your stuff. Okay, I hate you. He just listens to what I say. What? You have to hear this. So Captain Lee's trying to dock, but they're not opening the dock for him it, it, back in um, the main place they dock. Is it St. Martin or is it like Anguilla over there somewhere? You know what? I checked out as to where the fuck they are this season. I don't know. They never reference it. When we're in the Mediterranean, it's like they say Croatia every like every five minutes someone says Croatia. But this season, they're like, we're in the water. Yeah, no. Or we're on land. They're like in the Caribbean somewhere in the islands, but I believe I don't know. like St. Bart, St. Martin's area. But anyway. Doesn't matter to me. Yeah, so Captain Lee's trying to go back and dock, but I guess there's not an open dock for him yet. So he decides to just let the crew go to St. Bart's for the day before they head back. So Kate takes Jen out to explore St. Bart's to cheer her up because Brie was picking on her. And Kate says she doesn't understand why because they like having Jen on board and they all have a lot of fun together. And Brie and Nico go to St. Bart's together and have lunch. And then they just talk about her fight with Jen and his fight with EJ. What do you think is going to happen here? How many more episodes before they penis in vagina? Next episode, they're going to fuck. So The next one? Yeah. Hot damn. They were literally just like grinding in the ocean. Well, we'll get there. So This is episode seven, right? Girl, we are in the midst of the Nick loves. Of course. Eight? That's the exact episode where someone finally fucks. Pops it's, off. it's a formula. Figured it's it a out. pop off. Yeah, it's the a pop episode off. where things pop off. So mm -hmm. the deckhands, Bruno and Baker go with EJ to have lunch. And also when Kate and Jen are out together, Kate tells Jen to try and make up with Bree so things aren't weird with them working as stews together. And Baker says she's impressed by EJ's ability to fend off the fighting bull that is Nico. And EJ says that the attitude on board is not acceptable right now. And Bree and Nico go to the beach and are like grinding up. Well, they're not grinding, but they're definitely like being very handsy in the water together. So we'll see uh -oh. how that floats, literally floats with his girlfriend. Who do you think Bree should get with? All right, here's the contenders Matt, Nico, or Bruno? Bruno. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't know if he is Matt... a contender, but he had that dream. Yeah, Matt. <laughs> Matt has really shown himself to be a goddamn fool. I love Matt. Matt's my favorite character. Because I like that they weren't afraid to put the single most boring person on earth on camera. He had he was yeah. exciting for five minutes when he got insanely drunk two yeah. episodes ago. And, that was, and that's then he it. was like, felt shame brought onto his family and stopped being fun. 
From a thousand sons, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, everyone's back on the boat. Jen presents Bree with a gift so they can apologize to each other, but it basically is Jen having to apologize to Bree until Bree's finally like, yeah, I guess I'm sorry. And I was like, okay, whatever. Nico <laughs> talks to EJ and apologizes to him about his behavior, and they decide to work together and compromise on their bullshit. EJ says he's dealt with Nico's Nico types before and he'll give him another chance, but he will never forget. And that's a key thing on this show is everyone says that they will, they'll forgive them, but they'll never forget because Yachty's don't forget anything. Uh-uh. Also, you're not a real Yachty, yo. Not Who, a real Yachty. Who's not a real Yachty? <laughs> Ain't nobody on this boat a real Yachty except Kate. Yeah. I'm also... You're not a real yachty. Oh. Everybody knows that. Oh, okay. Sorry. Oh. Oh. I, I mean, I... Get over it. Uh. All right. So Bruno is pulling the anchor up, and he nails it, and Captain Lee says, good job, and everyone's happy that someone said good job to Bruno because Bruno has come so far. Can I just say this deck crew has really fucking pulled it together, and I am really impressed. <sighs> Yeah, but I think that the um the gay charter did say good job to Bruno. Did they? Yeah, I don't remember. They really liked his work. Oh, oh, his sushi yes, work. yes, that's right. When he was a platter, his toilet paper work. When they ate a sushi off his stuffed penis. Toilet paper, stuffed man. So yeah, they uh they cruise yeah. back to the original dock location, which may be Saint Martin. But they have to dock at night, and Captain Lee is concerned because it's very low visibility and pretty dangerous. And the deck crew is prepping for a night dock, and they nail it. And Captain Lee is, like, really happy, and he's like, maybe I should blindfold these fucks because they seem to do better in the dark. And so they're all going to bed and after docking, and, and Nico's girlfriend keeps texting him being like, hello, you're blowing me off. And then he just keeps blowing her off. And he's like, yeah, we'll talk soon. Sorry, big day humping another girl. Talk to you later. Uh, Do you think he's going to get home and blame it on his brother? Oh, God. I don't even. That's fucked up. You know up. he's going to. What a piece of shit. Let's let's not get into that. That's so fucked yeah, up. Yeah, let's not even get into it. Don't even bring that up anymore. It's just so sad. That is not That is not worth talking about. I hope Nico's doing better in life. Uh, yeah, me too. I definitely hope. I hope a little more than you do that he's doing better. I just can't. I can't imagine. Like, if I were him, there's no way I would even. I wouldn't be able to do this. Let alone like being filmed, like that's that's some. I don't even know. I think you would find the strength. I don't know, man. Okay, um, it's the next day. So it's the next charter meeting with Kate, Matt, EJ, Nico, and Captain Lee. It's interesting that instead of replacing Nico with EJ in the charter meeting, he's having them both be in the charter meeting. That's so stupid. It doesn't make sense. It's like. Nico should be moved out of the charter meeting and EJ should take the role because he's the bosun. But they're like still trying to yeah, keep well, Nico involved. Dumb. I don't know. So we learn that the woman that the Sandra Bullock movie The Blind Side is about is coming on. And in all my notes, I just I couldn't remember her name. I didn't catch it. So I just kept writing The Blind Side. So The Blind Side's coming on. Uh, were you able to get her likes and dislikes? Yeah, it's like Tui or something. Nah, man, it was so hard. There were two pages of just their likes and dislikes, Leanne and Sean Dewey. But it's T-U-O-H-Y. I mean, there's like, there's just not much I can read. This one was really frustrating. Dislikes, Leanne, Olives. Uh, Sean, not specified. That's pretty much all I got. Yeah. Uh, pretty sad. That's fine. Um. Captain Lee says The Blind Side was a really good movie and also a good book, which I thought it was funny that he's read the book. Maybe it was just Yeah, well, you that. know, he is exactly the market for books at the airport. That's true. <laughs> That's very true. Uh, especially his wife, probably. His lovely bride's probably like, you have to read this. Mm-hmm. Patterson has a new one. So... Oh, yeah, they wanted an award show-themed dinner. They want a tailgating-themed beach picnic. There's apparently one vegetarian, but she doesn't get any attention at any point. Matt thinks they won't be pretentious eaters, which is good for him because he's bland as fuck. And Kate says she's nervous about a tailgate-themed party because she has no experience with tailgating. 
Oh, what a stuck-up bitch. I have no experience with tailgating either. It doesn't mean I'm stuck up. I've just never Are you kidding? tailgated before. Well, that's surprising. I'm sorry I said that. I, I really put my foot in my mouth there, didn't I? I just never, no one's ever invited me to one. No one cares about me. You know, I actually had Christmas dinner at a tailgate once. Really? Yeah, it was uh, Christmas, and we were in Hawaii. My parents lived in Hawaii for five years, so I spent some Christmases there. But one what? year, your parents uh, but, lived uh, yeah. in Hawaii for five years. Why? Yeah, well, I'm an immigrant. Okay, stop. Why? No, they wanted to. My dad uh, transferred there for five years and then transferred back to the states to retire. Hmm. But. Um, the Hawaii Bowl is at the University of Hawaii, and they actually had two games there that year. And uh, we ate our Christmas dinner right there in the parking lot. It's beautiful. Yeah. I do love that. I wish I could. It was the Aloha Bowl. Oh. Was the one that we went to. Or, and then there was the, the Con, like Conagra Bowl. Now, is that because there was no family around to invite to dinner or Christmas? Um, well, we had our own family. Sure, bud. All right, so... My brother, my parents, me. How much more do you need? <laughs> well, also, we wanted to go to the football game for on Christmas. Uh, what part of Hawaii? We like sports. What part of Hawaii? There's really only one part of Hawaii that really anybody lives in. Which is? Honolulu Waikiki is where, like, 75% of Oahu lives, and Oahu is like 80% of the population of Hawaii. So it's rare that anyone would not be living in Honolulu, Waikiki area. Okay. So the deck crew is meeting with EJ so he can tell everyone that the boat's looking great and that him and Nico are going to be working together and that everyone needs to help everyone else at all points and Baker says, teamwork makes the dream work. And he's like, exactly. And Nico says, he pushed EJ too hard the other night, but he still can't stand the guy. He's just a cornball, whatever. Yeah, you're allowed to be a cornball. I would definitely be pretty annoyed by EJ, Yeah, too. it's weird that that this, this line of work attracts so many alcoholics because you really have to spend a lot less time, a lot more time not drinking than you do drinking, mm-hmm. which is why I'm surprised it's not more like nerds. And I'm sorry, but um, EJ seems like he is from Salt Lake City. And I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Well, he's from Canada. That's He's from Vancouver. Oh, you know what they say. Vancouver is... A goober. Salt Lake City. The, the Seattle of Canada. Vancouver is the goober. Of Canada. Okay, whatever. No, Seattle of Canada. Thank so, you. yeah, the Stews are excited for the blind side to come on, and Jen practices her cheerleading for the tailgate party, and the guests are arriving. So, the blind side, Tootie? What's her name? Tootie? Tootie Fruity. Tootie, no, the bl- I just keep calling her the blind um, side. Judy, Judy Tui. The blind side tells Matt. Leanne Tui. The blind side tells Matt that she's she's used to tall people like him. I don't know what that means, but. It's because the subject of her story is very tall because he plays in the NFL. Hmm. So she knows a lot of NFL people. Uh, so Kate gives the guests a tour of the boat, and she says she likes these guests because they're a good old-fashioned Southern family, and blindside lady thinks Kate needs to eat a little more because she's too skinny. So Southern. EJ believes that Baker has the potential to be a great deckhand because she has great worth ethic work ethic and has charisma and a good attitude and she nails the dropping of the anchor the guests meet with matt to talk about food and matt keeps looking at his phone because he recently texted his his ex-girlfriend and he's waiting on her to respond and the fact that she hasn't responded is making him like distracted and shitty at his job and why is he why is this like some big worry for him like she dumped his ass no he and then dumped he sent her, her. I do not think that is accurate. He did not dump her. He said, he alluded to that earlier on in the season, but then when he went on the date with Bree, he said that his drinking was one of the reasons they broke up. Hmm. And it's because he's a terrible alcoholic. That's not why you break up with someone else, because you're an alcoholic. 
Well, I thought he didn't. He wanted to party more, which is why he broke up with her. Who does that? He's not twenty. That's I don't know. That's what he said. He's thirty. That's not. That's that's too crazy for a human being to think. Yeah, I don't know. Fuck him. Fuck Matt. He's so boring. But you know what? I actually like him. I just wish he wasn't so distracted. Like he just needs to focus on making food. No, he needs to focus on making better food. Yes. His food's fucking trash. This guy makes Caesar salads. Yeah, well. Caesar! Yeah, Matt says he does understand why his ex isn't responding because he fucked up when he broke up with her. But after a while, he's like, well, if she doesn't ever respond, then I'm probably just going to give up and move on. And that's how it goes. But anyway, the guests are having lunch and Nico tells Bree that he listened to Bree's advice and apologized to EJ. And she's like, wow, what a strong, confident man. Oh, God, Bree, Nico, get out of here. So the guests are playing with the water toys and EJ showing Kate how to cut the perfect stars. Because apparently he knows how to craft. Um, I was surprised by that. So dinner service is beginning with their themed award show dinner. That's what they were cutting the stars for. So they can all have walk of fame stars. And Matt is MIA and Kate can't get a hold of him. Because he's in his room texting his ex or shitting in the bathroom, unclear. And the ex finally texts back and tells him to call her later and his mood picks up. And Kate's annoyed that she has to keep telling Matt to do his job. When she's serving the food, Kate says she didn't know that Sandra Bullock won an Oscar for The Blind Side. And The Blind Side lady's like, where have you been, Kate? It's like, I'm sorry, no one's paying. I love how offended. Yeah, it's yeah. like, no one's paying attention to your goddamn life, lady. Oh, I'm sorry. You don't have 10 years ago's Oscars memorized. Uh, well, let me let you in on something. Reese Witherspoon, honey, won Best Supporting Doll. Best Supporting honey. Doll? Well, no, Best Supporting, comma, Doll. Oh, okay. I thought she won Best Supporting Doll. No, that would be insane. <laughs> okay, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and finish this episode. Yeah, let's up. take one more. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor. Gene, we'll boot it. Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene, and Vlastar on the business. I understand now. He's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Jean. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Jean, huh? oh. run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, I'm home. Everyone knows that it's dad's job to be a bit of a joker. Sorry I'm late, everyone. There was an accident at the factory. Monty fell into the upholstery machine. Don't worry, though. He's fully recovered. <sighs> Good one, Dad. <sighs> Did you get the pizza for dinner? So he likes to keep everyone happy with some dad jokes. Yep, right here. I had a coupon, and it saved me a lot of dough. Well, the truth is, dad is just a fun guy. Hey, I'm not a mushroom. Please stop. Where does he get these stupid jokes from? He listens to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Oh, great. More dad jokes for me. We've delivered over 15,000 jokes to over 3 million listeners, and man, the postage fees are killing us. Listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people. In an unscripted, unvarnished way, is getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine, and I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. 
In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. And we're back. It's the next day. Nope, it's not. So they're still oh. having dinner. Matt is showing Bruno how to make bananas foster, and he realizes that he has no vanilla ice cream left and goes on the hunt for some, but instead gives up and uses chocolate ice cream. And two guests, including the blind side and her husband, ask for vanilla ice cream, and we learn that the blind side hates chocolate ice cream. And Matt asks, or Kate asks Matt to improvise by making fresh vanilla cream instead, like a whipped cream, and they serve that, and the guests realize it's just whipped cream, and one guest, the husband of the blind side, crosses his arm and says he just wanted some vanilla ice cream. And it's like, what a weird like thing to be like, I just wanted some vanilla ice cream. It's like vanilla is well, the boringest ice cream. Oh, here's the thing about that. Go ahead. Vanilla ice cream is the only ice cream you serve with pie or banana whatever, cobbler, banana foster, anything. Any dessert, that's the only ice cream you serve. That is a fact. When you say a la mode, they don't ask you what kind of ice cream you want. They're not crazy. It's insane to not have vanilla ice cream. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, Matt says he claims they had a, a, a large tub of vanilla ice cream, but it, in quotes, disappeared. But anyway, the guests are like, whatever, and they go to bed. And Kate is looking at the remainder of Matt's uh, banana foster with the chocolate ice cream in a bowl. And she's like, what is that? It looks like shit. Like, that's not a good dessert to serve on a yacht. And uh, Matt walks in. Um, and Jen covers for her really well by being like, oh, yeah, I agree. There seems to have been a stain on the... I don't know the what does she say like the I don't know she just covers for her uh, and Matt's like going to bed ladies and they're like okay good night and they're like oh my god that was so close and Matt goes to his room and he calls his girlfriend and he's like ah oh, hearing her voice just makes me feel so much better and then it's the next day yeah so the deck crew's getting the boat ready for the day and they're really improving and everyone's happy with them and the guests are the guests are having breakfast. Captain Lee has them drop anchor in Crocus Bay, Anguilla, uh, so the guests can play in the water. And the stews are working on prepping the tailgate-themed beach picnic, and Jen's working on her cheerleading routine for the guests. And I guess Matt's going to make a bunch of barbecue wings and burgers for their beach picnic, and Bree says, yeah, that's what Matt does best. Cooks shit I would cook for my friends watching football. You know, like a gourmet chef. Nick, it's a tailgating themed beach picnic. No, you got to elevate that son of a bitch. You got to make bison burgers. You got to make, you know, uh, chili burger sliders. I don't know. I didn't go to culinary school. Fucking Sasquatch did. Elevate that shit. Huh. I don't want to see queso dip. Make them a fucking fondue pot, you piece of shit. Try. Yeah. Well, they get everyone, the guests all out to the beach and they're like uh, hanging out. And Jen changes her out of her uniform and puts on some weird makeshift cheerleader outfit, like a skirt and a weird like tropical halter top situation and. Um, she's trying to pump up the guests by like jumping around and like cheering. And Bree says she should not be out of uniform in front of the guests. And there's no way Kate has approved this. Uh, and then we learn that Jen and Baker practice a cheer earlier and that Baker was the only white girl on her high school step team. Um, and so her skills come from a very young age. And then they perform Baker and Jen perform some like pseudo step cheerleading routine and, I mean, it was okay. I don't know what I was looking at, really. And it looked like Jen hadn't really learned it. Look, that's not for Baker and Jen to have been doing, okay? Not for a bunch of fucking white people <laughs> that are famous for being white saviors. Like the most famous white saviors in America who take credit for a man getting into the NFL. To, and they made him look so stupid. Did you see that movie? It's the been a while. The guy looks so 
stupid. It's been a long Like, while. he couldn't do anything by himself. Like, he literally was mentally challenged to the point where it's surprising he could go to school. And then there's a guy in the NFL, and this movie comes out, and he's like, are you fucking kidding me? Oh, really? He didn't like, like it? Like, my brain exists. No, he did not like it. it. It makes him look awful. Oh, I, I, I don't remember it that clearly. Well, it's, uh, it does not hold up well in our current, current climate. Uh, in climate, climate, yes, climate, climate. Yeah, I don't know. I should probably go rewatch it. Oh, definitely, because I still haven't watched um, Miss Congeniality, which I was supposed to. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm going to text Lyra right now to watch it, and then she'll freak out, and it'll be like queued up by the time we're done. Why would she freak out? You know, because she likes lady movies like that. Oh, okay. How fun. Everyone uh, does. The, the 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 movie did great. Yeah, I believe it did. It's been a while. I what do you don't what do you think it got on Rotten Tomatoes? Congeniality? Yeah. Oof. Maybe like a 70, 60 around there. Oh, I think it was an 85. Oh. All right. You ready for this? It's loading. 42! <laughs> 42. It got a 42. How do you feel about that? 42. So I was and closer. And that's your favorite movie. Uh, and it's not my favorite the... movie. I just saw it recently. Oh, and mine was Notting Hill. Let's see what that got. Notting Hill. I think I'm going to destroy you. Probably. It feels like it's already a better movie, but I don't know. 83%. Oh, good. I should finish it. I never yeah, did. I got him confused. Um, yeah, well, you finish that. I'll finish Miss Congeniality, and then we'll see who's the best movie fan. Whoever's movie's better is a better movie fan. Um, Miss Congeniality came out in 2000, and Notting Hill came out in 1999. So these are very, very close. All right, let's get back to the show and wrap this shit up. Um, yeah, so they're back on the boat, and Kate and Matt are discussing the night's menu, and Kate confronts Matt about um, the night before where he was slipping up, and she's like, what's wrong? Do you need help? Do we need to help you? What's what's the deal? And he's like, no, no, I'm okay. And then Matt agrees with Kate and that he's been distracted and should be paying attention to his ice cream levels. And tonight he's really going to knock them out of the park. And she's like, yeah, use some swishies, some swashies, do some plating. Ooh, fun. And I feel like this is a theme with Matt where he starts yeah, out some... the first night slipping and Kate has to be on his ass. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah you're right. I do need to do a good job. Yeah, she wants dots and smears. I like that. That's all that's all she thinks gourmet cooking is. Dots and smears. And it's it's right. Yeah. She's right. Um Do you know why gourmet food costs more? Why? Because they charge more. All right. Lyra just got back to me. Guess what she said? What? Five exclamation points. <laughs> that's amazing. I love that. I love Lyra. I love her more than you love her. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> okay, fine. I'll allow it. Fine, don't fight for her right to party. Okay. Yes, ma'am. I just watched the Beastie Boys doc. So the guests come back from their tailgate beach party and Kate sees... Is that free? It's on Apple. Apple you just have to get Plus Apple. You have Apple. Whatever. You pay that five bucks? I got it for free when I bought a new Apple TV. What's the most insane streaming you pay for? Um, Mine is... Uh, I just... I have to... I actually have to unsubscribe right now because Survivor's over, but CBS, because it's fucking $10 a month. And I buy it only during Survivor, and it costs me... Wow. It costs me two fifty to watch any episode of Survivor. We just it's had insane. Parvati Shallow on yesterday. I know. Yeah. How was it? Was it was fun. She was so nice. She's so nice. She's so great. She's awesome. Did you tell her to do Get Rich Nick? No. That sucks. Maybe if I was on SNL, I could get her on my show. Yeah, maybe if you were good enough. So yeah. the guests come back from their tailgate party, and Kate sees Jen wearing her weird cheer outfit, and she's not happy, in which I want to know, why didn't she change back into her goddamn uniform before she came back? Like, she was just trying to show Kate that she had, took initiative to break the rules? Well, I legitimately, this is what you guys keep not understanding. She's too stupid. She didn't know it was wrong. Yeah, that's true. She's a dumb bow, dude. She's a dumb bow? Oh, a dumb bow. Got it. I thought she was like a dumb boat. Okay. 
Uh, the guests dog. are all jumping off the boat before dinner, and Kate and Brie are talking about Jen's uniform. And Kate says that she doesn't mind creative license, but she doesn't like sneaking around. And Brie says she was just trying to take on the character of cheerleader. And Kate's like, mm-hmm. Uh, Captain Lee mm-hmm. and EJ are talking, and, and EJ says everything went smooth that day uh, with the beach picnic. And EJ says that Nico is not someone he trusts or would ever trust, but he is no snitch. So she, he's not going to tell Captain Lee what happened with Nico. And oh, good for him. Uh, Kate- um, yeah, that's uh, pretty cool. And I can't shit on that. No. Uh, Kate's talking to Baker about being bummed about Jen dressing up as a cheerleader. And she says that she wants to teach her a lesson. Uh, that if she wants to dress up in non-uniform things, then she will become the person who has to dress up in non-uniform things. And Baker says she's glad Kate is just her roommate because she does not want to be on her bad side. And then we learn that Kate is going to have Jen dress up as the Valor mascot. So Bruno's helping Matt in the galley, and he thinks Matt thinks Bruno is great to have in the galley because he's always down to be creative and try things, and he's having him make cheesecake balls. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Kay asks Captain Lee to have dinner with the guests as a surprise and he says he's in because he loves the blind side uh, and the guests sit down <laughs> for dinner and they're so happy to have Captain Lee there because they also love the blind side Captain Lee's like now I love the movie but I really love the book but I, what I think I love the most is uh, the script yeah yeah so Kate goes to meet with Jen to let her know about her her plans to have her dress up as the Valor mascot. And Jen says she just wanted Kate to be happy. But again, she has to dress up and can't win. And Captain Lee is asking about the blind side. And we learn that the writer of the book grew up with the blind side's husband. And and the blind side's husband. So, so the, book, the book got written and then he got a call from Steven Spielberg and Harvey Weinstein. I was like, what a drop. What a name drop. Harvey Weinstein. What a name. But look, this is pre-Me Too. We're still in a pre-Me Too era here. No, I think this is when it's around the time it's popping off. No, I hadn't gotten to boats yet. Oh, okay. And he says, yeah, like, uh, if you're going to do it, I have to give approval. Oh, no, what they asked, he bit, the blindside husband had to give them Spielberg and Weinstein approval for them to use their name. And the husband says he would only give approval if they got to see the script to approve it or unapprove it. And then the next thing you know, they got the script and they got to read it and approve it. And while this is all happening, Matt has really stepped up his dinner and his plating. It looks a lot better and Kate's proud of him. And back in the galley, Bruno says he's learned how to make dessert from his mom when he was young. So he's a natural in the galley and Bruno, and Matt is very proud of Bruno's work. Like, he is killing it. Mm-hmm. And Kate is getting Jen ready for her mascot reveal, and she's putting a bunch of safety equipment on her. And the blind side is talking about, she's like, yeah, and then I just opened my door, and Sandy Bullock was just standing right there. And I was like, what? And we're best friends. Yeah. You know, Harvey was just over to the oh, house no, last no, night. No. He refused to wear a mask, but he also refused to wear underwear. There are so many timelines going on in what you just did. <laughs> it's the year 2016, 2020. So, uh, 2016, 2020. Mm, so, that's right, sugar. Jen's really bummed to be dressed up as the Valor team mascot, but she does kill it when she comes out and runs around for the guests, and they love it. So, it's like, cool, dude, you're getting a tip, baby. It's crazy they made so much money, but I guess they were rich before. So everyone's getting ready for bed, and Matt's talking to Nico and how he can't wait to go to home to his ex-girlfriend because she's talking to him again. And we learn that he really regrets be- breaking up with her before leaving for the charter. Hmm? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. EJ doesn't understand why Jen didn't love her mascot performance. She said she just wasn't in the mood to do it. She was in kind of a shitty mood. And he's like, well, feel better. You did great. And Jen says she feels in the dark all the time. And Kate says there's nothing that she's not telling her. And Kate says if Jen, Kate says she doesn't like Jen sassing her all the time. And she's like, Jen, this is the fifth charter. So you need to figure out how to do night service and what needs to be done and how to prep for the next day's breakfast. And Jen thinks that Kate's trying to make her life a living hell, but that's not the case. She's just asking her to do her job. And that's where the episode ends. I feel like Jen has such a weird idea. Like, what did you think this job was going to be? Uh, Jen has been fantasizing about this job for like a decade. 
right? This is her dream job yes. that she was not able to do until her dad recently retired, could take care of her daughter, and she's finally getting a chance to do it. I feel like she didn't read too much into it. Uh, she didn't talk to anyone who's done it. It's so... Or she's just stupid. She wanted to do it, and she can't because she's stupid. It's really weird to me. Well, you know what's not weird? Huh? Boat facts. All right, let's hear. Hold on, hold on. Boat facts with Nikki T's. Okay. Hannah, I'm going to describe a boat, and I want you to tell me what kind of boat it is. Okay. All right. All right. It's a small boat. Okay. Any guesses? It's a, that's your description? It's a small boat? That's just one. I've got like 30 here. A canoe. Okay. It's designed and equipped primarily for uh, fishing for panfish. For panfish. Usually in fresh water, such as lakes, rivers, and streams. What kind of boat is this? A fishing boat. Okay. But more specific, what, what type of... What type of fishing boat? The modern version of this features swivel chairs that permit the angler to cast to any oh, position around oh, the boat. Oh, this is a, a... Storage bins for fishing tackle and equipment such as rods and lures and a live well with recirculating water where caught fish may be stored and kept alive. This is a base boat. Um, well, what type of fish do you fish out of this boat? Panfish? Yes, but what specifically is the most popular type of panfish? Salmon? Bass. I just said bass. The bass boat. boat. I said, what did I say? Bass boat? Bass boat? Ba bass boat. Oh, yeah. okay. Why don't you just correct me? Because <laughs> I wanted to drag it on. We're doing a podcast well, here. Um, should we? We famous. We, yes, we got, we finally got our first boat fact written in a five star review yes. on Apple Podcasts, and we are very grateful for it. However, thank you to J Rock DC who took the hint. And by hint, I mean me uh, screaming about it at the end of every episode and just gave Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? J-Rock DC? Yeah. Oh, no. What? Is that your brother? I think I know who that is. I think it's my brother. <laughs> well, we needed someone. And shout out to J-Rock. Well, he did a terrible job, but he did say bass boat. And uh, so that is our fact today. Bass boat. That's all the fact is. Bass boat. I thought you said you had more. Thank you, J-Rock DC. What do you mean more? Oh, I thought you said you were going to describe a bunch. Oh, no. I had a lot of descriptions oh, of what a bass boat oh, was. I th okay. I mean, I could tell you more. I no, don't no. think it would be that interesting. No, 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 no. Okay. Hmm. They're propelled by two means, an outboard motor and a trolling motor. But well, let's get going. Let's get out of here. Uh, yes, guys. Thanks so much for following the episode. This was Below Deck Season 5, Episode 7. Tomorrow we'll cover Episode 8. You can follow me at Anna Hosnia. You can follow Nick at Nick's Turners. You can follow the show at Deckheads Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Leave us a five-star review. We'd really appreciate it. Put a boat fact in. Make sure it's Put not- Put a boat fact in there. None of our family. That's all I want. None of our family members, please. I know you're trying to be something nice, but hey, let's reach out to some guests. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. You can email us at deckheadspod at gmail.com as well. And guys, we have merch on Public. Check it out. And people bought it. Two people bought merch so far, so shout out to well, those two I people. Well, I can't wait to see what my brother looks like <laughs> in our merch. I know, it's like my brother, or your brother and my dad. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, thanks so much to everyone. There's more merch ideas coming soon if Nick ever shoots me a goddamn email. So, uh, yeah, we'll talk soon. Bye, y'all. I sent you all those texts. Deckheads is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, the podcast from Hello Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Like our recent episode with sisters Regina and Raina King about the why behind their production company, Royal Ties. We have such a huge love for storytelling without walls, without barriers. Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.